open your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Open your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, the gospel of John. So it goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. And it'll be on the screens as well if you don't have a Bible with you. But I encourage you, bring your Bible to church. If you're not bringing it to church, where are you bringing it? Probably nowhere. And so church is a great place to bring your Bible to. Um, And so it is a great place uh, to bring your Bible. So turn with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 1. It says this, let not your hearts be troubled. Anybody feel like they're troubled? Any feel like your heart's anxious? Maybe your heart's a little stressed. Maybe you feel like you're a little like off balance or distracted. This is for you. Let, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus talking. So he's saying, believe in God, my father, but believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. He's talking about uh, the life after we're gone from this earth. So he's talking about heaven. And if I go prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will take you to myself that that where I am, you may be also. Verse 4, and you know the way to where I am going. Verse 5 says this, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Everybody say the way. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say the way. How can we know the way? And verse 6, this is what I want you to catch. And maybe if you grew up in church, maybe this is a familiar verse to you. But verse 6 says this, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to, no one comes to the Father except through me. I want to read that verse one more time. Verse six, here it is. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact that we can read it, and it's not just a, it's not just a big old history book, but it's, it is life. We can actually learn from it. We can grow as we read it, as, as we take it. God, your word, your word says to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And so, God, I pray that as we read tonight, we wouldn't just hear it, let it go in one ear and out the other, but, God, I pray that we would take it and we would go be doers of the word, that we would take something away, whether it's something we write down in our journal or something that caught our eye, that we would take it tonight so that we could go do it, so that we could go be a follower of Jesus out there, so that we could go be the church, so that we could be like you, so that we could be Jesus on this earth, that we could be Jesus to other people, so that we could be Jesus to our world, Jesus to our families. God, I pray that we would, uh, man, we would focus We would lay aside the distractions of school, the distractions of this last week, so that we can focus on you and that we can leave here looking more like you and a a fire in us to pursue you every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that phrase is pretty interesting. Jesus says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anybody ever seen Mandalorian? Yeah? 
So in Mandal- if you've never seen Mandalorian, it makes me think of this because this is, actually, this is actually how Christianity was talked about in this time. So, so in, in Mandalorian, the, all the whatever they're called, I've watched like two episodes and honestly I don't get Star Wars and kind of hate Star Wars. Um, I, grew up, I, grew up, I grew up in a family that played football and watched football and talked about football and went to church. <laughs> That was my family, so I don't know. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Anyways, I tried to get in because my I know people that watch Star Wars, and I know people that watch Mandalorian, so I tried to get into it. But honestly, I, I don't understand any of it. Anyways, uh, but the, but the, the that like people, that society of um, whatever they're called, Alec, Kyle, somebody knows Star Wars. What are they called? They're called Mandalorians. That makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, so it's this, like, society, right? It's this society, and they're kind of, like, they're kind of, like, are they kind of, like, dying off? Is that kind of? They're, like, less of them, right, or something? Something like that, okay? Hey, 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 hey. It's not about the details. Just follow with me for a second. Anyways, what do they say? What do they say? This is the way, right? If, you ever, if any of you have watched it, you know what they say. They say, this is the way. And, and Jesus is saying, I am the way. But funny enough, the word Christian, catch this, catch this. The word Christian or Christianity is not that old. So really Christian, Christianity, that whole sense of the word, it's really all you know probably because some of you maybe grew up in a Christian family or a Christian church or maybe you're new to Christianity, but that's what you've heard of it, Christians, Christian churches, uh, Christianity. That is not what they called it in this time, nor was it really even a, a word that they would use for followers of Jesus until way, 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 way later. What they called it back in this time, they called it the way. I'm a student of the way. Everybody say the way. I am a, I am a disciple of the way. I am practicing the way. I am practicing the way of Jesus. And so Jesus, though he's, he's not exactly saying this is the way or, or the way in terms of, of Christianity, but he's saying, I am the way. So he's, 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 he's getting their attention because they would have understood what he was talking about, the way. It was, a, it was a common thing for them to hear because every follower of Jesus would have known the way. I'm a, I'm a student of the way. I'm a disciple of the way. And what we, what we find here, what I want to talk about tonight And ultimately, like, everything that we face, everything that we walk through in life, everything that that we have a longing for, everything that we have a desire for, whether it's whether it's, it's success in something or something you're pursuing. Maybe you're pursuing a sport to go D1 or college or, or maybe you, you really want to have this career or, or maybe it's a relationship. You have a deep longing and on, honestly, all of us have this deep longing to, to be in a relationship and not just like a friendship, like a little more than that, right? Like we all have this longing in our hearts, right? And what I want to suggest to you tonight, and, and I think it's probably an easy Christian answer, but Jesus is the thing that will meet and satisfy that longing in your heart. And I know that seems like, well, duh, obviously. But it's, it's something that, like, I don't think we're actually genuinely convinced of, that, like, Jesus is 
the answer, that Jesus is the thing that's going to meet the longing and the desires of my heart. Jesus is going to be the thing that I can cling on to when I am in hard situations or when I'm walking through something. Jesus is the answer, and, and I know that's, oh, God, it's so, it's so simple. It's so, like, well, duh, but there's so much more, there's so much more depth to it that I think we miss on a daily basis. Because if I were to ask you this, I think we would answer a little bit differently. Do you live your life like Jesus is the answer? Do you respond to hardship like Jesus is the answer? Do you go through difficult times like Jesus is the answer? Do you you interact with people that make you angry and frustrate you and annoy you like Jesus is the answer? Like Jesus is your life, the way. And I think, honestly, most of us would probably not be able to answer that question with yes. I think sometimes we do. In some settings we do. In some situations we do. But for a lot of our life, we don't really do that. And what I want to talk about and what I really had on my heart for tonight is, is something that kind of came out of this, this post I saw on Instagram. Cindy, can you put that up? I saw this, I saw this Instagram. So, somebody, somebody had reposted it or something or, or maybe on like my Explore page or something on Instagram. But it says this, I don't think people realize how much strength it takes to pull your own self out of a dark place mentally. So if you've done that today or any day, I'm proud of you. And at first glance, that's probably, maybe, maybe some of you would take that as an encouraging thing. Like, yeah, somebody's proud of me. I did something today. I pulled myself out of a dark place mentally. But that's not what I thought of when I first read this. It's not what I thought, of, I thought about at all. I read this, and I thought, I, I, can ne- I, I suck at pulling myself out by myself. I'm, t- I'm, te- I'm honestly, I'm, I'm terrible of pulling my, myself, my own self, out of a dark place, mentally or any kind of dark place. And I thought about this because what, what, what this is doing, whether you know it or not, because this, this kind of stuff is everywhere, and what it's teaching is a different gospel than the gospel we see in the scriptures. Because what this is teaching versus what this is teaching, this teaches that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This teaches that I can do this on my own. I can do this by myself. I'm in a really dark place mentally. I'm in a really dark place in my life. I'm in a really hard situation. But man, I'm gonna pull myself out of this dark pit. I'm gonna pull myself out of this situation. I'm gonna buckle up and get myself out. And can I tell you? No, you can't. You can't get out on your own. Whatever you're walking through, the, the, the hardships that you're walking through, the, the, the anxieties that you're walking through, can I tell you, Jesus is the only way out. And honestly, like, like, like if you think that you can pull yourself out of a hard situation, you're, you're really fooling yourself and you're not helping yourself. Jesus is the only one who can pull us out of the dark places that we are in. And can I tell you, he did it in one moment, once and for all, when he died on a cross for you and for me. But the problem is, the problem is, we, feel, we, we, we treat the cross and the resurrection of Jesus like a story instead of real life. 
We treat the, the aftermath and what, what Jesus did on the cross for us, the results of it and what it gives to us as just a story, as something as we read because we weren't there, we don't know what it was like, and so we just treat this like it's nothing. We just treat it like just something we heard. We treat it like an old, uh, something they teach in history class and we just kind of forget about it. But can I tell you, we have to come back to this place that like I can't get myself out of anything by myself because Jesus is the only way. But do you live like that? Do you live like that? And I think as we get back into rhythms and we start a new season, we're back in school, we're back around people a lot more than we were for the last two years. And and we're around people that not everybody loves Jesus and not everybody's trying to go in the same direction as me, and so it's so easy, it's easier than ever when you show up and you go to school to just forget about what Jesus has done, forget that you can't get yourself out on your own, and so, and you, and you forget about what Jesus did on the cross and how it should affect our everyday life, and so we get to school and we forget all about that, and what happens? We compare probably like 60,000 times a day, we make judgments about probably more than that, we gossip probably you know, some, several times a day, we, we, we forget about Jesus, we forget what he did for us, we, we, we see something and it ruins our whole day and we just get really anxious and we get really, we get really angry or we get really depressed or, we, or we, just let, we just let every single thing affect us. And can I tell you, that's real. That's real. That's real life. Things affect us. We're human. And I, if I'm being honest, like today, this afternoon, I... You know, I work here at Lake Water, so I'm here in the mornings, and we launched a new campus today at Lacey, in Lacey, the city of Lacey, and and I was heading home, and I got Panda Express, because orange chicken. Gosh, I love orange chicken so much. Um, but I got home, and I do my, I do my routine, I, I eat my lunch, and I like to eat my lunch I like to eat my lunch on the couch on Sundays. Let's be real. I like, I like to eat my, all my food on the couch because I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. Um, but, but I sit down and I'm eating my Panda Express and, and Sundays are long days for me. So I'm, I'm tired. I got up early. I know I have a long day ahead of me still. And so they're just long days. And so sometimes I'll try to get a nap in. Sometimes that's like the worst thing, that, the worst thing for me because I get, you know, when you like wake up like groggy, like you like you don't remember who you are or who your family is or you're not my mom, you know. And so sometimes, sometimes I take a nap and sometimes I don't. And today, today I felt, I felt something that I've, I, I've never really felt before in this way. Maybe I felt somewhat, somewhat similar to it, but I, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. I like things done a certain way. I like, I like things to go well. I like, you know, like, just like every human. But yet I was feeling this, like, weight in my body. Like, I literally could feel it in my physical body. Like, I felt like something was, I, I told my wife, I said, I feel like something's on my chest. And I was, I was just thinking about literally, every, I mean, I'm having, I'm, ha- I'm having a baby really soon. I'm going to be a dad. I'm literally, I'm literally responsible for a human being. 
I got, I got all, I got all this stuff to worry about, and, and I'm, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about you, and I'm thinking about what I'm talking about, and I'm thinking about all these different things, and, and the anxiety in me just began to become literally not just mental but physical. Like I literally, I literally, I literally it was like nothing I've ever experienced before, and I just felt this weight on my chest, and I just felt anxious, and I, and it just felt like nothing could get me out. I was tired, my head hurt. It was just all these different things that were contributing, but I just, I just didn't, I just, I just felt it. I just felt it in my, I felt it in my body and I just felt, I just felt like, man, this, I don't, I don't know what to do here. I don't know, I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to fix this. And, and then I was reminded of what I was literally preaching on tonight. I was reminded that like, I don't just preach on it, but it's actually in my life for every single day for when I feel those feelings and when I don't. That Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you look into, if you look into the original language of Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, it paints this picture of Jesus is the start, Jesus is the middle, and Jesus is the ending. Jesus is the way, salvation. We are saved by grace through faith. When we believe in God, he saves us, gives us forgiveness for our our failures, our sins, our past. We are forgiven. He forgets it. Scripture literally says he forgets your sins. It also says that he's the life. And so that that paints this picture that like eternal life, the way to heaven, the way to eternity with Jesus instead of in hell, in the, you know, scripture calls it the fiery lakes. And who knows what that's gonna look like. I hope I never see it. And I think those two things make sense to us, right? Jesus is the way. Like, I, I come to Jesus because I need, I need to, like, start. It's January 1st or it's, you know, it's new school year. I'm, I need to come back to church. I need to get good with Jesus again. And I think we feel the weight sometimes of, like, what happens when we die? What happens when we go to heaven? What happens at the end of this thing? And I think we feel the weight of that. I, I got I to gotta be Christian so that I, I go to heaven. But what about the middle? What about the everyday? What about when things aren't going super well? What, what about when they're going super well? In the middle, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the truth. So, so for whatever you're going through, wherever you are, he is the truth. He is the beginning and middle, beginning, middle, end. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's, that, that's it. That's all I got. I, I want to share a little bit about this next school year, and then we're going to end. But I think a lot of us need to come back to Jesus. And you could, be, you could, you could go to church every, every single week and still need to come back to Jesus. You could, you could have not come here in like since COVID and still need to come back to Jesus. We all need to come back to Jesus. We all need to remember what he did for us. We all need to remember that he is the beginning, middle, and end. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is what we need. You're struggling, you need Jesus. If you have anxiety, run to Jesus. If you're pissed off at somebody, run to Jesus. If you need help with something, making a decision, run to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the beginning, the middle, the end. Can I tell you enough that you need Jesus? 
The person in this room that's like, I'm a good Christian. I read my Bible. I check off my boxes. You need Jesus. The person in this room that feels like, man, I am the worst of the worst. I never read my Bible. This is the first time I've been in a church building in two years. I, I made some bad decisions over the summer. I did some things I wish I didn't. I did some things I regret. My sins, my failures, they're too big. They're too great. They're too disgusting. They're too gross. Can I tell you, run to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And can I tell you, that's when things are good and when things are bad. It's in the middle. It's in the beginning. It's in the end. You need Jesus. And can I tell you, me included, all of us included, whether you're a leader in this room or a student in this room, I'm a pastor, for God's sake. Can I tell you, we forget Jesus. We forget Jesus. We go to summer camp, and man, this is good. This Jesus thing, man, I like the taste of this. Jesus is good. We get to school, and we see everybody, and we see what they have that I don't, and we see what they say and what, what I was told. Like, I probably, I don't know what to do here. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I want to fit in, but they're, they're saying they're, they're doing this, and I, I know that's wrong, but, and we just forget about Jesus. And can I tell you, that's from, like, drugs and alcohol and sex to gossip and talking about somebody behind their back. Can I tell you, God cares about it all. God cares about it all. Because what I want to tell you tonight is living like Jesus. When we actually remember Jesus, we do what he says summed up the whole law, right? Ten commandments. That's the law. Most of the Old Testament, the first five books, they're called the Torah, the law. And it talks about all these things. And in Matthew chapter 22, he says it's all summed up in two things. Love God and love your neighbor. Love God and love people. Love God and love people. Man, may that be our word for this school year. I know it's not, it's, it's not like super catchy or like something new or something fresh, but can I tell you, it's something we all need to remember and walk in every single day. Do we love God or do we love people? How are we doing at that? Are we, are we doing all right at that? Or are we, are, we just, are we just walking around forgetting that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the beginning, the middle, and the end? Do you love God? And I think a lot of us would answer that based on what I do. But can I tell you, it's, it's, it's more than that. Coming and sitting in the seats doesn't mean you love God. Calling yourself a Christian doesn't mean you love God. Because when we love God, we want to pursue God. When we love God... We want more of the things of God than the things of this world. When we love God, we run to God instead of running to people or gossip or, or, or drugs or alcohol or parties or whatever it is. When we love God, our heart changes. And our hearts, a man and I's hearts, is that, man, we never want this to be a place where you just like come and feel good and like Jesus is just for you. Because if, if you are hearing a gospel, if you're hearing scripture say Jesus is for me, Jesus is about, about my sin, he saved my sins, yes. But Jesus saving our life should never stop at us. The whole law, I mean, now that's a lot of words, that's a lot of things and it's summed up in love God, love people. Jesus saving you, Jesus doing things in you and through you, the, the, the victories that you've had in Jesus, they should never stop at you. They should always go through you. Do you love people? Do you love people? 
Christians and Christians in the room. Maybe maybe you've gone to church for a really long time. Hear me, please. Just because you have a la- one more time, just so I have the attention of the Christians in the room, <laughs> for the people who maybe been to church for a really long time. And I want to speak to you because I know what it's, I know what it's like. I've been in church my whole life. And this applies to everybody, but really, really, if you've been in the church for a whole long, a long time, it's really easy. Just because you have a label that says, I'm a Christian, and for the most part, you live a pretty good life, or do the right things, or don't make really bad decisions, doesn't give you the right to gossip and talk about somebody else. Just because you have the label Christian and you make mostly good decisions does not give you the right to avoid someone that annoys you. Just because you have the label Christian and you make mostly good decisions does not give you the right to just make your relationship with God just about you and keep it to you and I never go out of my comfort zone. You do not have, if you're saying I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, you lost that right. You lost that right. You lost the right to just make it about you and stop at you. God is calling you to love people. God is calling you to speak highly of people when they're not around. God is calling you to be a leader in your school because God's placed you there first and foremost to be the light and the love of the world and second to graduate high school and middle school. First and foremost, every place, every sports team, every sphere of people that you walk into, your first and foremost priority, always, forever, is to be the light and love of Jesus, to love God with all your heart and to love people like yourself. That is your first and foremost priority. And may we be a people this school year that focus on loving God with all of our hearts and loving people. Man, you can come up. I just want to take a moment just to respond to this. I want to take a moment to, to solidify. I want to take a moment to, to take in everything that we just heard and put some action steps to it. I want to I take in everything we just heard and, and, and maybe, maybe go to God and say, I'm sorry. Maybe a little bit further. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you need to go say sorry to somebody else because of how you've treated them, how you have not loved them, how you have not treated them like a son or a daughter of God that has received the same forgiveness as you, who, who, God died, who Jesus died on the cross for them too. Maybe you need to respond in that way. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be this like super, like I cried at the altar That must mean God's there. (laughs) I I, I relate to that. And God has given you our emotions, and it's awesome. And a lot of times when I do encounter God, I cry. (laughs) But sometimes God is in the practical. God's not always in these, like, moments where, like, I, like, felt him. He made me, like, I had a a wave. I had, like, a flag in the spirit or something. I don't know. Yeah. God, God's, in the, God's in those moments where you literally tangibly feel the presence of God. Hear me. God, God's in those moments. I promise you. I've had them. Where I encountered God and I like, I physically can feel the presence of God. I had a friend at summer camp. They, 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 uh, they prayed for her. I think it was her back. She had scoliosis. And it literally, it literally just straightened. 
And, and, and th those are moments where like, man, God was here and I felt it. There are moments, I'm telling you, like God wants to heal. Like you got a sickness, you got something, sports injury. God, God, God is in those moments where it's like, holy cow, God was in this room and I felt it. But hear me, please. Hear me, please. If we just look for those moments and miss out on the small moments, the practical moments, where God says, go say sorry to that person. Or maybe say sorry to the person you're sitting next to. Can I tell you? You don't really feel God in that moment. If anything, I just want to like say no. But God's in those moments. In, in a, I have a couple minutes left. In, um, in um, oh gosh, I think it's one of the kings. There's this moment where this dude, his name's Elijah. And he's having, he's having, a, he's having a hard time. And he's up in this little, he's up in this secluded place. And there's like a bunch of, like a bunch of wind. You know, and you'd be like, like, that's God. <laughs> right? Like God, he came in the wind to tell me that like, this is what I need to do. But scripture says, but God wasn't in the wind. And then fire. I mean, fire. It's awesome. It really is. Way to know your Bible, buddy. Yep. 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 I was going to get to there. It's great. I was kidding. <laughs> and then the fire came, right? And I'm not in the fire. If I was in a cave because God told me to and I saw some wind and an earthquake and a fire, don't you think God would have been in that moment? Don't you think that would have been the sign that say like, okay, God's arrived. <laughs> but what came next, God was in and it was a whisper. It wasn't the fire. It wasn't the wind. It wasn't the earthquake. It wasn't this big moment, this extravagant moment. It was in a small whisper. Can I tell you? God is real. And he speaks to you. And he gives you certain thoughts of what you're supposed to do. He, he, he literally created you. Don't you think he could put a thought in you to say like, hey, you probably should go forgive that person. Nah, that's not God. God doesn't want me to. No, sometimes it doesn't have to say neon sign of go forgive that person. No, you have a thought and you're like, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. Why? Because scripture says that I should forgive people. And, and, and if they're, if they, it says seven times 77 or something like that. Like a lot of times over and over and over again, God, for, God, God says forgive, forgive, forgive. So I don't need a neon sign. I just need a small moment where I'm like, man, I, I, I think I hurt that person. God says forgive. God just spoke to you. And we're, we're starting a new season. This is a new season, a new school year, a new era. And what I want to do more than anything in this season, what I want to do with you, and I, pr I pray that some of you feel the urge to be a part of student leadership because we're going to spend some time together. My wife and I and some leaders probably, and we're going to spend some time with you, and we, we really want to, to, to really help you grow in this thing called following Jesus. But my heart and my cry for this new season, and I pray that you grab onto it tonight. 
is that every single day, and whatever you have to do to remind yourself, every single day, Jesus loves me. Jesus died on the cross for me. God, I thank, I, I thank you that, that it's not just a story, but it was real life and there was real power in it. And so because of that power, I'm forgiven and I don't have to spend eternity in a lake of fire because that doesn't sound like a good idea. And every longing when I'm in the presence of God, it's gonna be met one day and t- there's gonna be no pain and no tears because of how much God loves me. And that wouldn't have happened if God didn't send Jesus. And so I want to remember Jesus and what he did for me every single day so that when I walk into my school campus, no matter what I see, no matter what I encounter, no matter what I face, I have remembered Jesus today. And I remember that he is the way, the truth, the life. He's the beginning, the middle, the end. He's the answer. He's what I need. And when I'm troubled, I can run to Jesus. How do I live like Jesus? Well, it's summed up in loving God and loving people. It's not super specific when it comes down to the details, but when you ask yourself, I, I need to, I, I think, I'm thinking about doing this. Is this loving God? Check. Is this loving people? Check. Love God, love people. Would you close your eyes? I just want a, a moment where we all can not be distracted moment where we can fix our eyes on you, Jesus. I know some of us, me included some days, some of us are really struggling to believe Jesus, believe that he's real, or believe in God. But just because we don't feel the fire, the earthquake, or the wind when we pray for it, doesn't mean that God isn't real. Doesn't mean he's not with you. It may mean that there's just louder voices in your life and you just can't hear a whisper. I know a lot of us we forget about God, and so we forget to love God with all, all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, like Scripture tells us to. Or maybe we've just, maybe we've just sucked at loving people lately, in front of their faces and behind their backs. And we need to come back to the revelation that Jesus gave everything for me, so the least that I could do is love God and love people. So I want you to take the next 30 seconds to a minute. What is God asking you to do? What is God asking you to change? What is God calling you to do that you haven't done? Who is God calling you to repent to, ask forgiveness for, to? Who is God to you? Is he someone you forget about on a daily basis or is he he who you think about in the morning right as you wake up and, and the last thing you think of when you go to bed? How are you loving people? Maybe it's people. Maybe you just haven't been loving people well. Or maybe you love the people that are easy to love but you're you're not really loving the people that are hard to love and God's calling you to love those people or love the awkward people. 
or love the people that don't look like you, don't do the same things you do, they're not in your circles. God's calling you to love people. So, three, two, one, 30 seconds to a minute. What is God asking you to do? What is God asking you to remember? What is God calling you to do?